Hi, and welcome back to the Positive Success Show. I'm your host, Dominique Narciso, and I'm a certified high-performance coach, author, and international speaker. I help you redefine personal and professional success so that you can create a unique lifestyle with more income, impact, and freedom. So welcome to episode number 59, Achieve Small Missions. I have a wonderful guest for you today. He is a ranger, a West Point grad, a foreign area officer, and just an all-around amazing human being. I learned so much from this interview. Uh, I hope you all have a pen and pencil ready. This is Major Wei Chow, and he's going to teach you and share with you his insights into leadership and success You know, through his experience serving in the military and serving as a foreign area officer. All right, enjoy this one. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Positive Success Show. I have an awesome guest with us today. His name is Wei Chow, and he's going to share with us some awesome, interesting stories just about his life experiences and you know how he's been able to build a life of success and well-being and fulfillment um, you know, throughout the world through crazy situations um, and, and, and really share with all of you the mindset that it takes to achieve what you want to achieve. And so just before we start, so welcome to the show, Wei. <laughs> well, thank you, Dom. I'm really happy to be here. Yeah, Very no, excited for the experience. Thank you. It's, it's great. It's great to have you. Uh, so for everyone listening or watching, uh, Wei, I, I met him just through a, a friend and we started talking and I just started learning more about what he does. And it's just, it's fascinating because personally, like I've been much in the diplomatic scene, but not much in the military scene. So really understanding that military mindset or the infantry mindset, as you said, Wei, in one of our previous conversations, it really fascinated me because when it comes to leadership, when it comes to life, when it comes to even entrepreneurship, you have to have a certain mindset to get what you want to get, to achieve what you want to achieve. And so Wei, I want to like, you know, hand you the mic because I think your stories and your perspective is very interesting and unique. Uh, and I hope all the listeners out there really take notes <laughs> because his his philosophies are filled with wisdom. And so Wei, what, um, what is your, what, what have you done in your life to get to where you are today? Well, uh, first of all, I don't know if I'd quite uh, qualify as being a success quite yet. Um, but as far as fulfillment, I think I'm, I've achieved a certain degree of fulfillment in, in my life, being able to affect a lot um, at, uh, at my current age. As far as um, what it has taken to get where I am today, I, I guess a quick a backgrounder on myself. Um, so I, uh, I'm a West Point grad, and um, I was an East-West fellow right out of West Point. Uh, where I did research for the um, East-West Center at the U University of Hawaii. Uh, from there, I was an infantry officer deployed to Afghanistan. I was a paratrooper at the time. And I became a company commander, uh, led about 100 troops here in Korea, and then I transitioned to foreign area officer, um, where I got to work in security cooperation. I was a liaison officer to the Japan Ground Self-Defense Force. And then now I'm here, I work in strategic communications where I got to meet you. And then hopefully I'll be joining you in that diplomatic sphere very soon. So. <laughs> yeah, no, great. great. Thank you, Wei. I like totally didn't introduce your whole background. So thank you for doing that. 
the way everyone is obviously, you know, highly, you know, just just has done so much in his life. And so way like throughout your your time in these different states and places, what has been your what has been your mindset? What how did you like how did you keep pushing forward? Because every time you like you, you know, you move to that next stage in life, it's like you had this experience and then that experience, and you just keep leveling up. So I'd love to know kind of what kind of how you think, how you think about your own success and how you approach, you know, new opportunities in life and work. Well, um, when it comes to how I approach um, new opportunities in life and work, um, I, I think I have a very unique approach that may not be applicable to all, uh, but I advocate it uh, for anyone to be willing to try. Um, I think that just I came from um, a very, I guess, tumultuous beginning. But from there, I was able to sort of look back retrospectively and see that I was able to gain a lot um, from, from the chaos and learning to manage the chaos in my life. And I think from there, I became sort of a, a challenge addict, <laughs> I guess, if, if you can say that is a thing. Um, that's why I wanted to join the infantry. That's why I wanted to go to ranger school. Um, so I wanted to become a paratrooper um, to experience new and challenging situations. I felt like each time I was able to overcome one of these challenges, I was able to grow. Um, and I sort of do the same in my, in my leadership philosophy as well. I advocate for um, my peers, my troops, uh, anyone else, when they have an opportunity to step outside of their comfort zone, when they have an opportunity to really challenge themselves, to seize it, um, to take that chance and, uh, and marvel at the way that they can grow. Um, you mentioned a certain mindset and an infantry mindset before. Um, and I mentioned to you before how I have sort of a residual infantry mindset. I think if you come to know other individuals, many different people in the military, there, there are different breeds. Um, the army, of course, is the largest of the services. We're very people focused, but you'll find that among all the individuals in the army, there is a wide breadth um, of different personalities and characters that you'll encounter in, even within army culture itself. Um, there is just such a huge range of missions that we're expected to be able to uh, to be able to handle as well. I think currently, if you watch the information environment, uh, you can you can see that the conversation has shifted. It was once counterinsurgency, and now we're shifting to great power competition. And so, when you speak to someone in the army and they say that they are infantry or they're a logistician or they're an armorer or they're an aviator, um, then that, so if you meet someone in the combat arms, someone that works at tanks or infantry, then that person is probably one of 16 or so other different sort of MOSs, different occupations that could be working in the military. The infantry, bring are known to bring a very unique mindset i guess to the table um so what i described to you before it's it's extremely mission oriented 
now that I'm sort of in this um, diplomatic slash strategic space, I've, I've tried to learn to adapt, to apply it selectively um, to some success, to, to some failure. But on the whole, I just recognize it's a part of my character and, uh, and try to apply it where most effective, I suppose. Um, so the infantry mindset, we're, the mission of the infantry is to close with and destroy the enemy. We, um, we take great pride, especially as paratroopers in that mission and our ability to complete it. Uh, we attack it very aggressively. We attack most missions and objectives that we're given very aggressively. Um, and uh, that's just how infantrymen are wired, I suppose. Mm -hmm. No, and it's interesting the language that you use, like that's how they're wired. And so that that mindset, <laughs> the, the, the thinking patterns, right? Like I talk about this a lot in my success seminars or my workshops or with my clients, like the way that you uh, talk to yourself and the way that you act, you know, your behavior, all of your habits, all those things, it wires your brain in a certain way to respond to your environment in a certain way. And so obviously, you know, within the military or army, at least with your experiences, you know, you have to be wired in that way to complete that mission. And so you said earlier way uh, prior to, to starting the interview is that one of the things you love doing uh, in terms of success or, or for your life is to be in, to get in and through challenging situations. <laughs> And, and I think, and I think that's great because a lot of folks, you know, if ever, it's like, I don't want any challenges. I just want it to be easy. But, you know, even in the success literature, it's challenging. Like you have to do the hard work to get the results that you want, regardless of what it is. If you want to be a good parent, if you want to be a good, you know, good in your profession, if you want to be, you know, fit and strong, you know, all, if you want to be a great cook, like it just takes work to learn how to do it and think and be better and improve yourself. And, and so um, I, I, I just love that that you said that before, and and you know you're bringing this infantry like attack, you know attack the <laughs> attack the thing that you're you're trying to attack, right? And and um, and I really appreciate you bringing that 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 metaphor and that that type of um, mindset. Can you? Uh, oh, did you want to say something? Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say uh, for sure. Uh, so. For example, Ranger School, they call Ranger School sort of the premier leadership school of, uh, of the Army. Um, so while you're going through, you don't understand, like, this isn't leadership. You are essentially outdoors in the woods or the mountains or the swamps, and, and it just sucks. You're just, you're carrying stuff, and you're, you got bugs biting you, and you're fatigued, and you're hungry, and you're tired. And, uh, and it just, it just sucks all the time. But, uh, but, you know, once, once you get done with it, uh, you can sort of understand why it's called a leadership school. Uh, you really test, um, you test what, what your body and what you can personally handle and you expand those bound, uh, those boundaries, those limits. Um, and when it comes to leadership, um, you're leading in the worst possible situation uh, with another group of individuals that are all tired and hungry and resentful that they're having to go through this. And it's, uh, and that's why it's a challenge. And that's why it, it tests 
your ability to lead as well. So, yeah. Oh my gosh, so amazing, so amazing. <laughs> <laughs> can you uh, can you share with our listeners just I guess a story or or something that you you've been through in the past? Uh, you know, with your with your work, uh, where you've really had to overcome something challenging and and still push through and still stay positive. It could be a story or it could be like a, a brief a brief experience. I mean, I, I can only imagine like you have lots of stories. You've been to Afghanistan, you've been all over jumping out of planes and stuff, but I don't know anything <laughs> that, that, that comes to mind right now. Um, well, I said you did mention jumping out of planes. Um, I would say, uh, and I, and I talked about sort of an infantry paratrooper mindset. Uh, jumping out of planes, it uh, it was something that you dreaded due to the amount of preparation it would take. Um, yet you relished in at the same time, and it's something I've come to miss and look back upon fondly. Even if while I was planning uh, the operation, I was like, "Oh my God, when are we actually going to do this? Like, um, this takes." It takes so much time to plan, but uh, in retrospect, what uh, what a very unique experience, and also with some great insights as far as leadership um, and just finding your way in a nebulous situation. Um, so there's a there's a military saying that you know a plan only makes it as far as first contact. I think when you are planning for a, a what we call a mass tac, a massive tactical like airborne operation or a joint forcible entry operation, um, uh, which is more of a joint term, I suppose. But uh, you uh, you start gaining some appre appreciation of the chaos of battle, and then I think. The, the astute will also gain some appreciation of the chaos of life. I say that because, um, for example, the nighttime mass tack uh, forcible entry operations that I have done in the past, you, you're with a company and you're with a platoon that you have trained for and you know intimately uh, over the last several years, guys that you've deployed with and you know how to operate with. Um, however, when you're dropping a thousand or so people um, onto an airfield at night with equipment and people are carrying various loads of equipment and people have different weights, then it's, it's just going to be chaos. Um, you have no control of, well, you have some control, but not really, uh, of where you land. Uh, and where you land um, is where you'll fight, is where you'll conduct the mission. And who you land with is who you'll fight with, who you'll conduct the mission with. So it helps to be synchronized on the overall intent, the overall objective, the overall mission. Um, and once you have that synch synchronicity, that synchronization, that common purpose, then wherever you land, you'll you'll bond with anyone. Um, there, there's, it's funny because there's an unofficial doctrinal term that we paratroopers will call 
those little groups of people that just band together on an airfield. We call them LGOPs, mm -hmm. little groups of paratroopers. So very technical. Um, <laughs> but but whoever whoever is in your LGOP, wherever you are, um, that's who you operate with. Um, and I think that I would encourage I would encourage people, uh, even if they're in an entrepreneurial or diplomatic sort of uh, environment um, that that skill is universe, universally applicable, universally useful um, to be able to work with anybody, to be to, to establish a common mission and sense of purpose that anyone can work together to achieve, um, no matter the situation. So. I love it. I love it. Synchronization, original intent. <laughs> Those are like, you're speaking my language way. <laughs> no, but it's so, it's like the, the way in which you're describing, like you don't know who you're gonna land with. So whoever you do land with, you're gonna work with them with the tools that you have. And I think that's such a great metaphor for life. Like wherever you go, find your group, find, find your tribe, find your LGOP. Now I'm gonna start <laughs> your little group of paratroopers um, and, and, and work together, work together to make the mission happen. I yeah. love common mission, common purpose. Okay. So wait, when you are in challenging situations or, you know, things, there's obstacles, you know, what do you do to stay positive, to stay resilient? Like what's your, what's your go-to? Wow. Because it's, I mean, you've been through, I can only, I can't even imagine like, I, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so what do you, what do you do to stay positive in those challenging situations? Well, I think it depends on the situation. Um, so I suppose if you're referring maybe to like a deployment situation, I could think of some significant challenges I faced during deployment. As I mentioned to you before, I was in a very unique deployment um, to a, a really bad area called the Argonaut River Valley. Um, we were the um, second Americans that were ever in this area and the first Americans that were in this area of Afghanistan were um, forcibly made to return back to Kandahar because of all of the casualties they were receiving. And so they were essentially combat ineffective and we were relocated to this area. Um, so there were some challenges, some significant challenges. I think the mindset that I tried to bring um, I don't know. I'm sure I was, if you ask, depending on who, who you ask, um, I, I may have had mixed levels of success, um, but was basically that if I'm going to lead these men in a challenging situation, I, even if I feel fear, even if I feel deprivation, even if I feel um, weak or if I feel cynical, that I can't, I can't show it. It must be properly funneled. I must, and I, I needed to convey um, a high level of confidence and competence at all, at all times. Um, and I think that, um, not to get too sidetracked, but I think that in the end, no matter how 
detestable of a character a person may have if they are able to demonstrate hard work towards their subordinates, towards the mission, and able to display a degree of competence, and people would follow them. Um, and I, even in my current capacity as a foreign area officer, uh, where our tools of the trade are language, cultural abilities, uh, abilities to look at policy. And uh, for example, when I was a liaison officer to the Ground Self Defense Force, um, so language, it'll, it'll get your foot in the door. Um, the ability to socialize, it'll build friendly relations. Um, but when it comes to building a lasting relationship and it comes to getting the job done, uh, nothing uh, will compare to competence. Um, and I think that is what I try to uh, focus on the most. Um, again, whether I'm successful or not, I'm sure you'll find uh, different reviews. <laughs> um, but I suppose that's that's one that's that's one tip, one piece of advice that I could offer on the topic. So <laughs> Gosh, that's like so jam packed. I love it. <laughs> I'm like feverishly like taking notes here. Uh, no, but that. <laughs> that idea, like, even though you feel those feelings or, you know, what you were saying earlier, just to quickly summarize, you know, it could be fear, deprivation, weakness. You can't show it, but what you do have to show is confidence and competent and competence. Right. Like, and like, it's not, I'm, I hope, I hope I'm not advocating for a, for a repressed mindset here. Of course there are, there I mean, if you do feel these emotions, there should, you should always find the proper channels in which to express them. I think, uh, especially when it comes to combat arms guys, um, again, not to get too, too sidetracked, um, just due to having an extremely type A personality, you'll find that uh, a lot of them, they'll return back to civilian life and they don't know the proper avenues, the proper channels in which to express those emotions. Uh, it's, it, it's important to find those as well. And I think those are an essential um, yet often overlooked aspect of uh, personal resilience. So so great. Oh my gosh. Wait, you're like teaching me so much right now. I love it. <laughs> so wait to, to wrap up, what is your definition of success today? Today? <laughs> huh. um, you know, I, I think that um, one's definition of success uh, will will always vary depending on the person. I'm sure that, I mean, you have a wide range of individuals that you've interacted with in the past that may seek monetary financial success, may seek, uh, I know you talk a lot about work-life balance. That can be success as well. I know many people see advancing their professional position or their power as as success and i mean uh, far be it for me to judge other 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 people's goals as far as what constitutes success but for for me um that that meaning seems to have changed often i think where the cards ultimately fell uh were that if i'm able to positively impact uh, 
my immediate sphere of influence. If I'm able to leave my immediate sphere of influence better, um, more prepared, uh, more ready to challenge um, whatever life brings this sphere of influence, then I, I'll consider it a success. Um, I think very often you see those, and I'm sure you've seen far more than I have, uh, you see those that set uh, the grandest goals for success. Um, and for some, I think that works. Uh, for some, they can plod, plod through whatever sort of hardships and difficulties that, that life throws their way in order to reach that grand goal. Um, for, for others, um, I think that can often be a distraction. Um, if you become too concerned about um, how you're going to uh, become an ambassador, then uh, this is a diplomatic analogy. I don't know if it's applicable or not. Please correct me if it, is, if it isn't. Um, then perhaps uh, you would not be as concerned about being an outstanding political or Paul Mill officer in your current in the current environment, I think oftentimes you'll see the same in a military um, in a military setting, where if if someone is um, is overly concerned about uh, their success, they won't realize other areas such as caring for soldiers or uh, leaving their unit better than when they found it, um, and those areas. Uh, that neglect, it builds up. Um, and then it can lead to smaller failures that can set you back on your on your greater goal. So I think to me, if I can, if I can receive my mission, um, be that in a professional sense, in a family sense, um, in a personal sense, uh, set a realistic, uh, achievable, yet positive mission. And if I can achieve those small missions, and that is success enough for me. I love it. Realistic, achievable, positive missions. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's great. It's great. Um, and so wait, any, any final words uh, that you want to leave with our listeners or anyone that might be watching this right now? Hmm. Um, well, I, I really appreciate you having me on. Um, you have such an amazing knack for bringing out the best in people. And I really look forward um, to working more with you and working more with the, uh, I guess, embassy community in Seoul uh, when I come back. Um, I, I guess I would just say... Um, as, uh, as, a, as a final parting word, it would be sort of uh, a summary, a summation of everything that I've said. Would, it would just be, uh, don't be afraid to step outside your comfort zone. You'll be amazed at the ways that you can grow. If you really, even if you're trapped in the dark, in the middle of the night with people you don't know, um, that, that could be 
that could be where you grow the most and learn the most as well. So, <laughs> so anyone that wants to jump out of planes, just away. <laughs> he knows how. Anyway, thank you so much for being on the show. I appreciate all of the insights and wisdom and stories that you shared. You know, thank you for your service and everything that you've done. You know, you you really are an exemplary exemplary. Uh, I can't even say that word. Exemplary example. <laughs> For others to follow because you know just the idea and the way that you speak about leadership it's not it's not just about you know like achieving this massive success for yourself but leaving behind something better and i and i love that i mean that that message rings true through all of your stories it's leaving behind something better being a positive impact uh with your sphere of influence so lots of lessons there thank you again so much for being on the show thank you this was a really great experience i appreciate it all right, everyone, I hope you enjoyed that episode and got some great takeaways from Major Wei Chow. Uh, if you learned something, definitely shoot me a DM at Dom Narciso and let me know what you learned from this episode. I love to know and get some feedback from you all. And finally, if you want to join a community of positive, purposeful, high achievers, leaders, entrepreneurs, you know, folks that are really trying to make waves in their life and make that positive impact, I encourage you to join my weekly newsletter. You can find it at www.domnarciso.mykajabi.com forward slash grow. So just sign up for that newsletter and every week I will connect with you, share with you some insights into positivity, success, well-being, and all of the various topics that help us live a more fulfilling life. I appreciate you. I'm grateful for all of the listeners of this podcast, and I look forward to sharing more insights in the next few weeks and the months to come. Remember to be bold, be positive, and take action every day.